The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to BetterFantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com backslash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet.io backslash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hello and welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my co-host and confidant, Nick Olzak. How are we doing, sir? Doing good, doing good. Another solid week in fantasy. Uh, Team I played was pretty checked out, made a couple minor moves to try and inconvenience some of the other teams, but overall, everything went pretty well. Got another uh, decent matchup this week in fantasy. Hoping to take home that one and prove to uh, 17 and 3. Yeah, looking good, looking good. Season's coming right along here. What are you sitting at? Number, still at number two. What happened? I thought I was moving up to number three last week. Well, yeah. Uh, who was what it happened? that messed that up? It was James Reimer, I believe, uh, on Tom's top shelf. Came out of nowhere, played a big game, um, snuck in a few points, and yeah, kind of screwed that up. <laughs> it wasn't ideal, that's for sure. But whatever, you know, still sitting in fourth. We've got a couple of weeks left. Maybe I can pull up a spot. Uh, I'm just trying to stay away from those top two seeds in the first couple of rounds in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, let's dive into the show, though. Uh, first up, we're going to be talking about our three fantasy stars of the week. Uh, Nick, I'll let you kick that off. Who, who are your three stars? Number three star of the week, I got to go with uh, Devontae's. Played a really solid week, had a couple uh, really solid games. Uh, Put up 27 points up against the Islanders in a 5-3 to three win. Uh, mm-hmm. Put up a goal, unfortunately, in the loss against Arizona. and But uh, had a cold game against Calgary. But he had two really big games. Got a lot of shots in those games. Averaged just about 24 minutes a night this week. Put up, I believe, 11 shots. So, yeah, I like Devontae nice. as my third star of the week. Pretty solid and uh, really happy I was able to make that trade for him earlier in the year. Good, good, good. My third star is uh, one of my two goalies. We're going to be talking about uh, one of the other ones here in the drop candidate section of our show. But I got uh, Jeremy Swayman of the Boston Bruins. Dude has been just cleaning up for me. You know, Linus Allmark went on a strong run for me a while back. But right now, Jeremy Swayman is the goaltender in Boston with the hot hand. He has won, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven of his last eight starts. He is the guy that's getting back-to-back starts. Uh, This week, or this past week, I should say, he didn't lose at all. Uh, He only had one game where he allowed more than two goals, multiple games of 30-plus saves, and one shutout. So he's definitely my my third star for sure. Uh, My next guy, wow, wow. 
Nick always, uh, he texts me, he's like, man, how do you pick up these guys that just like score hat tricks just like every <laughs> week? It was like Mason Marchment. It was Matt Boldy. And I want to say there was another one. Is there someone else I'm forgetting? Was it was it one of the, someone from San Jose? No, I think Marchman did it twice. No, it was Marchman and then Matt Boldy. And then mm-hmm. I thought there was another one. Um, I don't know. But no, this, this guy here, this guy, this guy I've owned for a while. He still was a waiver wire ad. Jason Robertson, back-to-back games with hat tricks mm-hmm. on the fourth and the sixth. Six goals in two games, 13 shots, six goals. Can't hate that. Um, wasn't ideal that he was only like a plus three through those two games, but still put up a huge week. Uh, what is that? 57, 67 total points last week. Absolutely amazing. Uh, really brought it home for me. Uh, the six goals in the back-to-back games are awesome, but he also had a goal in the game before that. So he's really found his stride, at least in the goal scoring department. I'd like to see him pick up a couple assists every now and again. But Jason Robertson is someone you guys should be targeting in DFS, in your props, of course, in fantasy. You know, you're not going to be able to get him off the waiver wire anymore. But, you know, if you can get him somehow snagged off a team in Dynasty, <laughs> now's the time to buy high. That's for sure. You don't want to do that. But you know what I mean? Like anywhere you where you can get a hold on this guy's value, definitely want to jump in. The last guy I have up here, number one star of the week, is Mr. Nick Schmaltz. Mr. Seven Points 50 Burger himself. March 5th, he put up two goals and five assists. I mean, that one game, I'll just give him the whole week. I mean, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Um, but even in games prior to that, had one goal on the third, had two goals on the 25th. Like, he's put together a nice little run here. He is definitely buyable off of the fantasy waiver wire. So, there's definitely someone to go take a look at. Uh, Nick Schmaltz been lighting it up, only 8% rostered. Uh, at least that was yesterday. All right, good stuff. Some good stars from this week. Uh, we're going to jump over to our. Uh, drop candidates section. A couple of these guys we have brought up already. We're just going to go run through the list here. Uh, I dropped this article on the 5th about some drop candidates that you might be looking at in fantasy hockey. Uh, high ownership rates, but the production hasn't been there, right? Uh, so first guy up we've got is uh, Ryan Hartman. We talked about him last week. Nick, what do you think? Is um, Has he turned the corner a little bit? He actually has some decent production these last two games. I mean, the last couple of games, yeah, but that doesn't excuse what he's done uh, ever since he's really fallen off. Had a really hot start to the beginning of the year, as we mm-hmm. like to talk about all the time, with shots on goal and whatever. Ever right. since then, he's really kind of fallen off the rails. A couple of good games, but that doesn't excuse these games where he's been in the minus section a lot. You know, looking at minus three, minus twos, minus fours down the stretch. Yeah, I don't think that's ex- unexcusable. And I think Ryan Hardman, I don't think he's a drop candidate yet. I think he's more of a trade candidate because at rank 62 with 40 points on the year, I still think he has a little bit of value. So I do think you could get something back from him before you consider dropping him. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you need to find someone that's uh, trending for sure. I mean, he actually has been moved up to that top line again. Um, I'll try to get an update right now, actually, to see if that's still alive. But during that poor stretch, uh, he was demoted to the third line. Uh, he had cut his fantasy hockey production literally in half. Uh, it was it's not a good look. He has turned the corner a little bit recently, but I am with you, Nick. Like it's it's not enough for me to to go ahead and uh, keep him on my roster when I'm constantly, constantly looking at all of these trending matchups and um, you know guys that are just surging. You know he is definitely on a downturn. So uh, for me, I'm going to hold off. I just did look up the lines. It looks like he is not, or he is not on the third line. He's still back on that top line with uh, Kaprizov and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Matt Zuccarello. All right, next one up here we've got is uh, Thomas Hurdle of the San Jose Sharks. What do you think, Nick? 84% rostered still. It's a high rate. Yeah, I think 84% rostered still means there's still some holders of him. So I think there might still be some value there on him. 
Uh, that San Jose team, they've been kind of on and off this year. But uh, in terms of Hurdle's production, um, he's, again, again, one of those guys I think could pick it up anytime. His production's just not there right now. He's still getting the ice time. He's still uh, getting shots on goal to a decent extent. So I think he is another guy you might be able to get slight trade value for. I don't think you'd be able to get a trending player, but I think you would be able to get a new face rather than someone just off the waiver wire. Because a lot of the guys in those tight leagues having those tight matchups on the waiver wire, they're going to be guys that are just kind of pick them up and then dump them right away. And I think you might be able to get something a little bit better for Hurdle just because, again, he's got 42 points on the season. Just over the last month or so, month and a half, he really hasn't been able to get it together. But, uh, yeah, there is still some value, I believe, in Tom's hurdle. I don't know, man. This is just not production I can buy into. One, two, three, four, five games without any points. The game he did have a point, he had two up against the Islanders, who have been pretty bad. Um, In these last couple of games here, uh, last two games, he's a total minus four, only four shots on goal, obviously no points. In the fantasy column, He's minus 440, four, four points, 4.4 points, excuse me, in the last two games here. Uh, it's been it's been pretty bad. The three games prior to that, he couldn't total uh, five fantasy points. So big drop sell candidate for me. Uh, definitely somebody like Hartman who had a lot of front-end production to get those points. You know, the 42 points, it's solid. Uh, but across his last 10 games, he only has uh, four points, and there's, you know, some strong, um, you know, blanks here. Just, you know, consistency, um, you know, with the lack of activity on the on the box score, so uh, for me, it's a it's a big no. I, I got to say, well, there's got to be somebody better out there that's going to be able to help you, you know, make that climb into the playoffs or um, you know solidify your your top position in the standings. All right, next up, we've got uh, Cam Atkinson, who I, I I didn't even realize how bad he was. He was on my team. You know, sometimes you got to run these these audits, Nick. Of you know, you always mm-hmm. get caught up in you know when you're winning and you're you're you know having success, there still might be some poor value on your team. Of course, then I immediately dropped him when I went to write this article, and then he turned around and put up two goals and assist. So what do mm-hmm. you think? Turn the corner, keep him on your roster, or is he a clear uh, drop candidate? I think he's a clear drop candidate, just considering he's on the Philadelphia Flyers. And coming up here, they've got a really, really tough schedule where they got the Knights, the Panthers, the Hurricanes, the Canadians, and the Predators. So I really don't see a lot of room for production for him over the next 10 days. I think uh, his ice time is good, whatever, but uh, the production's just not there. Had a good game against uh, our Blackhawks the other night, but then again, it's the Blackhawks who can't have a good game against them the way they're playing. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think for sure, no question, he is a drop candidate, 100%. I also dropped uh, Claude Drew. I didn't think it was going to happen, but Claude Drew ran just as cold, so Mm I let let him go as well. Atkinson, I don't know, man. Like he's playing on one of the top lines. Uh, for me, the production just completely slipped by. He fell off to two less than two and a half points per game across the last month. He was clicking at about seven and a half nearly. So that's really a big drop for me, and a little bit too rich for, uh, for to keep him on my roster. Too rich for my blood. Uh, next up, we've got a defenseman in Tyson Berry, seventy-three percent rostered. This is just a guy that I don't believe has lived up to his draft stock this year. Had a fantastic season uh, last year, but uh, he's a six-round pick this this year, and he's putting up production for an un- like an undrafted fantasy defenseman. What are right. your thoughts on Barry Nick? Is he a clear drop candidate? Well, one of the things that obviously makes him a clear clear drop t- candidate is today at eight fifty-two a.m. He was placed on injury reserve with an upper body injury. And so right. I don't see him being someone that you would hold down the stretch. 
but I would actually hold on to him. Um, I did have some value in him. I held on to him, kind of just plugging him in when I could, when I need an extra defenseman. And he actually didn't do that bad. At least when I had him in the lineup, could put up at, you know, five, six points, give me some points that I needed. And uh, I was just lucky I got him in it during the right matchups. And uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, he's kind of one of those guys, like every other game, it seems like every one or two games is when he starts clicking. And I think that was the case for uh, Tyson Berry when I had him on my team. I don't see someone that you hold and waste an IR spot on. But uh, depending on how long he's back, he could come back, play really well. I think when he comes mm-hmm. back, he could could be someone that you get as like an ad drop player, but nothing more than that. Yeah, I mean, of course, if you have the IR spot, go ahead and try and stash him. But it's not a stash that I'm excited about just based off of what he's shown us this this season. His production is uh, his per game production is just down since last year. You know, he was almost a point per game player last year. I think it's like 48 Mm -hmm. points in 56 games. Uh, He's about half of that now with the same amount of games played. So uh, for me, he's a big sell candidate. Obviously, utilize your IR the best that you can. If there aren't better options on the IR that you can use to slot in there, then yeah, keep hold on to Barry and maybe see what happens. Um, the Oilers also have just been bad in general; like they're they're just not great on defense. So I feel like there is some defensive liability there that you know more often than not he could finish negative. Uh, next up, we have John Kleinberg of the Dallas Stars, another guy where hey, I'm just out on him, and then he just turns around and throws up some production. Uh, what do you think, Nick? I think he had a couple of assists in his last game. Yeah, yeah, a did couple not, assists. Oh, did ahead. not have any points for a while, though. I want to say it was like eight or nine games. Uh, mm-hmm. This little nice showing here, is this enough to keep him on your roster, or are you still letting him sail? I think I'm still letting him sail, and quite frankly, until I see more uh, consistent production against him. And again, he's another guy that's got a hard schedule where he's got the Predators, the Rangers, uh, the Maple Leafs, and the Canadians over the next nine days. And so I don't see someone that is going to get a lot of production in those games. Um, And you pointed out he's got that big streak where he's not getting any points. I don't think one showing is enough to prove um, that he can make a roster and put all that behind him. And one of the things I like to point out with Klingberg, too, I personally, when I see him play, I consider him more of an offensive guy, not really as much as a defensive defenseman. But he's only got one goal on the year. Even though he's got 27 assists, still one goal on the year. A minus 16, yeah, I just don't see... uh, someone that would uh, make a solid fantasy roster. Maybe, again, if you're in that tight matchup, you need a guy like desperately to get a, those few extra points. Yeah, Klingberg could be a guy you toss in. But as a everyday regular on your fantasy team, I don't see him making any difference. Yeah, same here. Again, there's just better trending options out there. Uh, he's averaging 2.35 fantasy points per game in the last two weeks prior to the two assists game. Obviously, that was nice. That was endearing. <clears throat> really just think he did it just to mess with me. You know, just, mm-hmm. oh, Drop this guy. No, no. I'm going to go up there and put up a bunch of points. Uh, I'm not betting on it to be a consistent trend, so he is still a big drop for me. Uh, last up is our goaltender here, the better half of Jeremy Swayman of the, the Best Friends Club, Linus Allmark. Let's give some hugs. 70 per, 70% rostered, excuse me. Uh, the dude is just on a just a super cold run right now. He was averaging about 10.97 fantasy points per game. Now he's down to 6.65 across the last month. He hasn't been getting the back-to-back starts. And Swayman just overall has the hotter hand here. Um, I was very clear to note that I am holding both Allmark and Swayman. But Nick, if that's not the case, if you can't hold both of these guys to hedge starts for the Bruins, I mean, is Allmark really ownable at this point? 
Um, I really don't think he is ownable. Just looking at his numbers ever since February 15th going into March now, he tonight will only be his fourth start in that span. Jamie Swayman has really taken over that Bruins starting job. Olmark's uh, kind of taken a seat. Uh, and I don't think at the money that they're paying him, I don't think he should be that guy to take a seat and watch someone else do that starting job. I think mm -hmm. he is definitely someone that is a drop candidate for sure in fantasy just because he's not getting the games and you need. And especially in a league like ours, you need mm -hmm. a minimum of three goalie appearances per week. And right. so he's not someone that's going to get you that based on the rules of your league. And I also think he's someone that is movable in the NHL as well. I think whether it's trade deadline, offseason, I think the Bruins need to get rid of that salary cap if they're set mm -hmm. on making Swayman the guy and mm -hmm. uh, maybe move him somewhere else. Because right now, I just don't see him being a fit. In Boston, he was a very good fit, I thought, in Buffalo with a poor team in front of him, but with two uh, goalies that are both pretty decent, one with the hotter hand, I think you roll with the hotter hand in the future, especially with Swayman being the younger guy. Yeah, I agree. And Swayman, like I said, is just on a roll right now. He's the guy with the hot hand, uh, getting the back-to-back -back starts. Allmark will be starting this evening up against L.A., see what we get out of that start there. But again, it's after two back-to-back -back starts from Jeremy Swayman in which the Bruins won, right? The last time the Bruins lost, mm -hmm. Linus Allmark was in that, right? So, um, yeah, going to be a, a tough uh, go for me, actually, just balancing between the two because I still need those starts, and that's the reason why I'm holding on to Allmark and Swayman because I'll just get a little, every little bit out of the Bruins that I can. Uh, but, man, I don't know. Even that strategy may not hold water here if, uh, uh, if Allmark can't get a couple of victories. You know, he only has one victory in his last four starts. Those four starts date back all the way to February 17th. It's March 7th. You know, so that, that's going to be mm -hmm. tough if, if this doesn't pick up a little bit for him. All right, we are going to jump into our second half stashes for the fantasy season. Guys that we trust to carry us and see us through the playoffs and the end of the regular season. Uh, but before we do, we're going to hit a quick word from the sponsors. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and of course, college football. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Check out the bet $5 to win 400 in free bets. Also, you can win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in Los Angeles. Bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. You can't beat it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet, Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. 
We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors, just like yourself. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. Okay, and we're back. We're going to be rolling into our second half stashes uh, for the end of this fantasy season. Guys that are going to see us through to our fantasy playoffs and the regular season. Nick, first up, we've got some Bruins that have, that have caught fire a little bit here. We've got uh, three Boston Bruin players. We've got Craig Smith, Eric Halla, and Jake DeBrusque. Of these three, who would you like to have the most um, or even multiple of them? Uh, but I feel like it's kind of like cornering yourself onto one team when it's the waivers. What do you think? Um, I honestly probably would have to go with, uh, I would probably have to go with Howla and DeBrusque. I really like the role that Eric Howla has played since he's came into Boston, playing in that second line role, filling the big shoes of David, that, uh, David Krejci left behind. And mm -hmm. I think he's been doing a good job of that. I know he was playing alongside David Pasternak on that line and Taylor Hall. So that he got some good looks there. And so he was getting a lot of playing around a lot of players that could make him better. And it was showing just as of late in his last few games, I believe he's got points in his uh, last six games. And so mm -hmm. he is someone I think that is a go-to on this hot Boston team. And I think that's someone you can heavily rely on. Um, on the other hand, you have a guy like Jake DeBrusque. Um, he's had a hard road in Boston uh, since he got drafted, kind of bounced mm -hmm. around the bottom six a little bit. Now he's finally starting to make his difference in the top six playing with Bergeron and Marshan a couple times. And uh, when he's playing with those guys, it shows in his production. Had a hat trick a couple nights ago. Um, mm -hmm. And I he's been someone that I've gone to uh, just as an ad drop candidate. Um, and, yeah, he's someone that's really solid that I would definitely pick up. And uh, I think DeBrusque, you got to get on quick. Uh, he's a plus 14% roster in the last day. Only 20% mm -hmm. rostered overall. Howla, 7% roster. That's a plus four over the last day. And then mm -hmm. even you take a look at a guy like Craig Smith, who's also starting to heat up. Um, unfortunately, I can't pick all three, so I definitely had to leave out Craig Smith out of all of them. But even then, at only 5% rostered, these guys are very accessible in your league, and I think they're definitely guys that you should uh, get on right away. Yeah, I, I agree with you, actually, about Eric Halla. Uh, I, I do believe that he has the safest floor, at least right now, and he would be the guy that I'd want to stash just because he's also a little bit of a safer play. He's plus seven season long. Jake DeBrusque is a zero. Obviously, that should change if he continues to play on that top line, but even when he has been playing along uh, Marchand and Bergeron, uh, Ber Bergeron, Bergeron, excuse me, uh, this, the production's been a little sporadic, that's all. Like it's, it's just not as consistent on the fantasy box score. You look at Eric Halla in his last couple of games here, 11.9, 13.6, 6.9, 23.7, 6.9, 9 points. DeBrusque has some highs, but there are some pretty low lows as well. 11.6, 1.9, 1 1.8. Has a big game with 33.4, 8.8, 19.6, 11.6. Like there was a good run there, but obviously you saw that slow down and you saw a little bit of a minutes decrease. Um, from the 26th through the third, he only had, you know, 13 to 15 minutes or so. 
mm-hmm. you know, it's a little, little less uh, consistent than, say, Eric Halla. And Craig Smith is actually playing in the bottom six right now. He's playing on the third line. So I like seeing him on the power play. He has had a couple of nice, really good games here. A goal on March 5th, a hat trick on the third. Nice to see. Uh, but we'd just like to see a little bit more consistency. But because before that, he was just raking in assists, wasn't really um, – like a, a solid line to follow there. Eric Halla, only 7% rostered as well, would feel a little bit more comfortable in him. All right, next up we've got uh, Jordan Stahl, who is 24% rostered. What do you think? Is he going to be a second-half second stash for us, Nick? Um, I personally don't think he's going to be. Um, I think he's definitely someone that's a solid contributor on the Hurricanes' bottom six, uh, second line, whatever. Wherever he gets in, he does pretty solid, but I just don't see him as a fantasy player being too consistent. The ice time is a little low for my liking. Some of the games he's seeing, you know, only 14, 15 minutes. And he has a handful of games where he really uh, just doesn't really get it together fantasy-wise. But, um, I mean, if his uh, his production gets more consistent, he's definitely someone you could pick up. But right now, I see him as someone that's maybe an ad drop candidate, to say the least, but not mm-hmm. someone that I would hold long-term and stash for the playoffs. And at only eight goals and 13 assists on the air, I think his production will have to pick up a little bit more for him to make mm-hmm. it onto my playoff roster. The production has definitely picked up. You know, you're seeing a little bit more scoring from him. You're seeing more shots on net, uh, a little, even a little bit more defense. He hasn't been blocking a lot of shots season long, but he's been, definitely picked that up a little bit. I definitely like that the fact that he's on the Hurricanes. You know, when you're looking for uh, teams to target for ownership down the stretch, definitely you know the, the big winners are solid. Uh, but I'm going to pass as well. Not someone that I'm just going to rely on as a third line center. And I don't even know if he even gets power play time. I don't believe he does. Mm, yeah, it doesn't look like he gets any power play time either. So locking down that third line, that's awesome. Good in the penalty killing, but that does obviously expose him to more opportunities for goals against. But the plus minus has also been really strong recently. Like he looks good on the ice, but uh, this isn't production that I'm necessarily buying into that's going to save me, uh, you know, going into the close of the regular season or into the playoffs. All right, next guy up here we have is Nico Heischer of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, he has definitely been kind of an ad drop guy for sure on rosters off on rosters off. He's at 33% rostered now, uh, but Nick, I feel like this recent run has shown enough consistency where you shouldn't be dropping him anymore. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's someone that you can hang on to for sure. He's sure uh, playing on that second line right now with Jesper Bat- Bratt, who's been very hot as of late and as well as uh, Thomas Tatar. And then he's on that first power play with uh, Nathan Bastion and Jesper Bratt as well. So he is getting a lot of ice time for sure, getting in those power play and then top, getting those top six minutes. And yeah, I think with this uh, recent surge in production, I think he's someone that you can stash away for the playoffs for sure. And I think that he could be someone that could be a difference maker in your playoffs. He's playing a lot of minutes. He's still a line one center. He's looking really good. Uh, the goals have been there. Uh, was it one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight in his last 10? goals just just goals not even the points it's been very right. solid um let's see through that stretch he also has five assists so it's been very good i mean really the only thing you're worried about is the plus minus rating but i feel like right now his offense has shown enough to to kind of rise above that 
Shots on goal have been very consistent. He had seven in his last game up against the Rangers. Rangers are a very good team on defense. I was kind of surprised about that, especially the matchups that I know that he was facing with you know the centers across from him. Um, right. So I think that sh- that shows a lot for sure. So I think he's a hold, uh, buy and hold Nico Heischer for sure. You're getting to the point in the season where some of these hotter players just aren't going to continue to be available. You know, as we get closer to the to the playoffs, so he would definitely be a, a big hold candidate for me, for sure. Uh, next guy up is Mike Hoffman, not one of the bigger names that we've talked about from the Montreal Canadiens the past couple of weeks. You know, Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield have been obviously really big grabs. Uh, even Josh Anderson is being picked up in a lot of formats. But Mike Hoffman has also been playing really well through this strong stretch for the Canadians. Would he be someone that you would lean on uh, to close it down this season? Um, probably not. I don't really lean on the uh, Canadians necessarily for long-term success. I think the run they've been on is pretty solid. But I don't think down the stretch they're going to get that far. As we get deeper into the season, you're going to see a lot of teams change up their play, fighting for those points. And I don't think Montreal will be able to keep up with those teams. And Mike Hoffman, I think he definitely does get overshadowed for sure by some of those guys like Suzuki, Caulfield, Anderson, and... uh, as of late, he's done really well, but even down the stretch in some of these games, you know, he's not doing the best. And I think stretches mm. come and go. And I think uh, he's someone that I would definitely get on right now, but I wouldn't hold him for very long. I feel the same way, but I don't know if I feel the same about this run for the for the Canadians. I feel like if they keep this up, I think all all these top six guys are going to be like ownable, maybe outside of uh, Dauphin. But Anderson, Suzuki, Caulfield, Hoffman, Brendan Gallagher, like, I don't know. I feel like these guys could be ownable as long as they just keep up this strong run here. Are you betting on them to to revert from this uh, from this run? I think they will revert from this run for sure. I don't think it's going to last all year. I think that uh, they're going to start to, you know, fall off a little bit, come back to reality a little bit. Um, and I just don't see them going that far. I know Martin St. Louis has done a great job over there retooling mm-hmm. this offense, re- coming in and rebuilding uh, what he has in terms of uh, their play style and whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just don't see it going long-term and whatever, and I don't see uh, the Canadians being able to beat out those tight matchups. As of late, don't get me wrong, the Canadians have a very favorable schedule with Vancouver, Seattle, Philadelphia, and Arizona. And right. so I think you get them down that stretch, but once again, you run into teams like the Hurricanes and uh, Mm -hmm. the Maple Leafs and uh, the Panthers, you run into teams like that, I don't think they're going to hold up very well. Sure, sure. I was literally just about to notate that, that I love this upcoming schedule. Vancouver, Seattle, Philly, Arizona. I mean, these are definitely the games to keep the run going. So, yeah, I guess I got to agree with you then. Odom in the short term and see what you get. Um, I just feel like that top six, they have some difference makers there. You know, if you're seeing those younger guys playing a little bit better, maybe Mike Hoffman starts playing a little bit more inspired hockey, you know, um, having the, uh, you know, the young guys give him the bump. Hmm. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Noah Dobson of the New York Islanders. Uh, another guy that I just feel is kind of constantly on and off rosters at this point of the season, Nick, based on his recent production, are you willing to hold him rather than uh, continue to add and drop? I think uh, Noah Dobson is a for sure hold. I've personally had him, and whenever whenever I've had him, he's done really well, and his recent production is showing that as well. Um, on that New York Islanders team, they're very on and off, but Dobson has been uh, one of the go-to guys in the top four, playing with Andy Green, 
playing on the first power play in the point with Brock Nelson. So he's getting a lot of ice time. He's getting in the play offensively, making some stuff happen. 10 goals, 18 assists on the year. One of the guys on the Islanders that's actually in the plus column at a plus two, um, getting a lot of shots on goal. Didn't have any in those last game against St. Louis, but in the game against mm-hmm. the Canucks, he had five. In the mm-hmm. game against Colorado, we had four. So this guy's shooting the puck, getting in front of the puck, getting a lot of ice times, plus minus is there. I don't see any reason not to hop on the Noah Dobson train. Seems like a solid add to me. I was thinking about dropping uh, Alex Petrangelo for him. Uh, I only run like two defensemen on my team, and I constantly play waivers with the other two spots. And I was like, man, like I think Noah Dobson might be better than Petrangelo at this point. I, I agree. He's definitely a stronghold candidate. The minutes are there. The shots on goal are there. And when he's not getting shots on goal, this last game, like you said, no shots on goal. Still had seven fantasy points. Had an assist. Had a power play power play point. Had a block. Uh, the blocks are there as well. I'm not I'm not sure if you mentioned that or not, but those have been consistent. Plus minus consistent on a bad, bad team. That obviously speaks volumes uh, to what he can provide the lineup. And he's just sprinkling in mixed uh, production here with the goals and the assists. So right now, go out and grab him. Keep him on your roster. Not somebody that you want to drop for a flavor of the week on defense. For sure. All right, last up here, and we are going to head out. We have Kyle Ocaposo of the Buffalo Sabres. A couple of really solid uh, games here. Um, going back all the way to February 10th, he's pretty much trading games or going in back-to-back games of goals buried. Only 7% rostered, only plus two across the last day, Nick. What do we think? I mean, this seems like ownable uh, production here. Yeah, I think it's ownable production as well. I think Ocaposo playing on a second line with uh... – Middlestat and Cousins, I think those younger guys are starting to give them a little bit of a bump, to say the least. Um, mm-hmm. Playing on that second power play with Cousins and Middlestat as well. Getting a lot of solid ice time. Uh, and yeah, with his ice time that he has had, he's been very productive. Um, mm-hmm. Goals in his three of his last four games. And he's going on these runs where he can play pretty solid hockey. I think he is someone that uh, the Buffalo Sabres have been leaning on as of late for production. And uh, I think if the Sabres can lean on him, I think your fantasy team should lean on a guy like him for production. Because uh, while he does have I do see him value. I didn't hear that last part, but he kind of broke out a little bit. That production out there. And he had a solid production as well up against the mm-hmm. Wild and the Leafs where he had a goal in each of those games. And so it's showing that he can play with uh, that high level of talent that uh, those other teams have to offer. So, yeah, I like Kyle Pozo all day. I don't know if he's necessarily like a strong hold. It's really hard for me with like that top line, like uh, Tage or not. He's not even on the top line, is he? That's that's Tage, that's Skinner and that's, somebody and, else. And uh, Tuck. And Tuck, yeah. So what line mm-hmm. is he even on? Line two. Line two, okay, but he's on it's the power kinda, play. It feels tough to trust, but you know, I, when I look at the numbers, they just say like, yeah, like this is what you want, like night in and night out. He hasn't had any games negative in his last ten games, and he has been finishing minus one on a few nights. So it's kind of a coin flip for me, but I feel like this is desirable production, and I would say you'd want to, you know, get it on your roster. I might just have um, some, you know. Prior experience with Kyle Poso that would keep him off my roster. Like he's just always a dud for me in the past, um, especially playing on a bet on a few bad teams. So, uh, he seems he still seems like an ad drop, and this whole section is about like second half stashes. So, I guess I I still see him as more of an ad drop, and maybe not as so much a stash. So, 
All right, cool. Well, we're, we are going to head out for the for the evening. I appreciate everybody that joined us today. Um, I'm very sorry if my voice was a little crackled, but I've been screaming at my computer about Calvin Ridley gambling on football for the last like hour and a half or so. So if you want to find me on Twitter and rant about that, you can find me at T-I-T-T-H-J-B or talk some hockey trades, some second half stashes, whatever you're looking at. Uh, get at me and we'll get into it. Nick, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me uh, face off with OZ on Twitter. Hit me up. We can talk about betting, fantasy hockey, all over there. Face off with OZ. Absolutely. And always be sure to follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at Gambling Podcast on Twitter. Uh, take care. Be well. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it.